Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brought to you by North Memorial Health, where customers are treated like family. That means a big smile when you walk in the door and making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible, just like your family treats you. Find your health family at northmemorial.com slash family. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Second down and four, a little shoulder fake. Here's Thielen wide open. Thielen, touchdown, Minnesota. Here's Thielen, goodbye. Touchdown, no flags, and the Vikings keeping pace. How about the day for Adam Thielen? Joe Buck with the calls on the NFL on Fox. This is Purple Daily, the only place you get Vikings and NFL talk Monday through Friday, every day at noon on the all-new Score North on 1500. ScoreNorth.com and streaming live at Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Easy to find us on all those outlets. It's at S-K-O-R North. If you want to get in on the show, 651-646-8255 or drop us a line in that uh, Twitter timeline. I'm Rami Makloff sitting across Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass, both of us with textbook posture. You can't see Manny either, but he always has good posture. But Judd and I, textbook posture today. We both made a note of it before we uh, turn those cameras on, all those various streaming outlets. You're looking good. Thank you. I'm watching the feed right now on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, you... <laughs> I've been doing the posture workout. This is impressive. That's not even a joke. I've like been I, doing a posture workout. I feel challenged now <laughs> to have better posture myself. But your po- yeah, this is if this if this holds, this is an off season. This is impressive. Thank this you. is this is especially impressive for you, Rami, because of all the different foods and everything you've been right. you've been eating over oh, the last yeah, couple of weeks. That'll mess with your posture. That pulls everything forward. But yeah, yeah, this is especially impressive. Thank but you. you look thinner. I appreciate it. I see a problem and I address it, guys. I, you know what's now, funny? Have, have By you the lost way, weight? Uh, I. I don't know. I don't weigh myself, but I, my clothes feel better. But okay. you know what's funny is, and Jared Allen, former uh, Vikings legendary pass rusher, he's going to join us at about 12.15, and we have a lot of Vikings to talk about. But the first time I, I started that that posture workout, at the start of the workout, the like the person who leads it on, on the little video, she's telling you all the benefits of better posture and like better circulation, you'll breathe better, blah, 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 back problems, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, and if you need superficial motivation, and I said, yes, yes, ma'am, I absolutely do, because none of those other things matter enough to me. She said, you'll instantly look 10 or 15 pounds lighter with better posture. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's what I'm looking for. That's exactly why I'm She's here. She's right Thank about you. that. Thank you. All right, well, good work. Thank you. I'm working on here, it. Here, I'm going to sit straight up myself. Sit up, Judd. What's wrong I'm with you? I'm trying right like now. Like a string hanging from yep, the top I'm of your head. I'm doing it right now. You there see, you go. Okay, like there, a puppet. There we go. 
Like I said, we will talk with Jared Allen. He's coming up at about 12.15. But some Vikings news broke uh, Friday afternoon during the uh, Mackey and Judd with Romney show. You hear that every day, 4 to 6, here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Adam Thielen getting a uh, a contract extension. Now, Judd, we still don't know all the details in terms of what this will do to his cap hit in 2019, but we do know that it's worth $64 million in base salary, $35 million of that guaranteed, and there could be an additional $9 million in incentives, adding up to $73 million. In terms of average per year, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen is now the sixth highest paid wide receiver behind Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, and DeAndre Hopkins. What's funny is some of the guys, and I say this all the time, you, the value of your contract really depends on when you hit the market. Yes. You know what? I, if you're a top 10 wide receiver and you hit the market, you're going to get top five money, even though it might not add up in your head. Guys who are making less than Adam Thielen include A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, <laughs> Stephon Diggs, Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. There's some pretty good wide receivers who aren't. What's making, Dix's contract compared to uh, uh, Thielen's right now? Stephon, do you have that Diggs, in front of you? I do. Yeah, he he got a five year deal. Okay, seventy two million dollars. An average of uh, almost fourteen and a half guaranteed at signing was sixteen point nine million. Total guarantees was forty million. Okay, so he actually has more in total guarantees yeah. than Adam got. Yes, which about five million dollars. The more. dynamic a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because these guys and are going to still don't know what's guaranteed at signing for Adam Thielen. That's yeah. what's going to determine his 2019 cap hit. And, and so, am I correct in saying that Green's contract is up here fairly soon? I I want to I want to say that I heard that his contract is going to be up here at some point soon, and he might. He's a free agent in 2020. Oh, okay, so he's yeah. he's going to get paid yeah. huge. Uh but yeah, you're right. These contracts all depend on the on when, right? Right. Kirk Cousins for a tick was the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Guess what? No matter how good you might think Kirk Cousins is, he is not worth being, or he is not a player who should be, the highest paid at that position at any time. So yeah, this is all about timing. This is all about when do you hit the market? Do you hit the open market? And if you do, how much is a team, and in this case, with Cousins, it was the Vikings last March, how much does a team want you and pursues you and says, we don't care, we're going to pay you? Do you have any concerns about... Now, 28 isn't that old for a wide receiver, but he's 28 in the NFL. And this is a guy who, let's be honest, didn't come into the league with these types of expectations. Do you think he can maintain this level of performance throughout the... Now, we don't know, again, how much of this will be guaranteed. That's what I was going to say. That's all that I care about. Like, like, can he be can he be productive through the duration of the guaranteed money? That's what you're really looking for. Uh, and my guess is yes. And and this all comes back to because this is the one league where where we talk about these contracts and say, man, it's sixty four million dollars with the potential to go to seventy three. But then my question back to you is, how how many of these guys ever get there? Right. You know, in baseball, hockey, or basketball, that's your contract. It's guaranteed. In football, it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? You'll, you're fantastic for three years and you'll get paid for three, three years and it'll be a ton of guaranteed cash. But year four, which we'll talk about, will basically not be paid. Was this so, necessary? I think it's a good, I think it's just fine. I, it's fine. As but I was told it necessary? you, yes, because, because Adam Thielen's contract was so low previously. I told you on Friday, my problem is not this. I think this is very, very fair. I think, 
that that Diggs and Thielen deserve to be rewarded for what they were doing, and both previous to these latest contracts were grossly underpaid. So I think that this was necessary. I think this was fair. I think this was the right thing. But as I told you on Friday, what I don't get is, if you're the Vikings and you're going to do this, and you know what? This is a good move. But if you're going to do this, Rudolph's contract, what are you doing there? It's got to be redone. Griffin's contract, why? Just cut him. So so my comeback to the point that, that you made, which was, why do this when the player is signed to such a team-friendly contract at this time? My comeback to you is, I'm fine with doing this one. I don't get the other stuff. Everson Griffin should have been cut. It's very. It was so simple. See, I would have done all the other stuff you're talking about, and still not probably signed signed Adam Thielen to to a contract extension. I just, I don't. You, I don't. You needed think to do something for him because his contract previously, Rami was so grossly underpaid, which is unfortunate for him. But I'm trying to win Super Bowls, man, or whatever assets. I just put twenty nine million dollars into my quarterback. That means that that means in that three year window. I need to I for that to be successful for that to be the right decision we need to win a Super Bowl. That means that whatever assets I have, assets can be money, assets can be players that you that you can trade, assets can be draft picks, whatever assets I have in that 3-year window are going to putting towards something that improves my chances of winning a Super Bowl. You had Adam But Thielen. this lowers your cap you hit, too. I'm, I'm sure that, it does. That, that I'm makes sure sense. it does. That, I just, that part of it makes sense. I get if, that. If he was operating with a fair contract, and you said, okay, eventually we need to go and, and give him a raise, then I would be on your side completely and say, well, just not now. It makes no sense. But to redo his contract uh, to... Alter, although we don't know the exact specifics at this point, his cap hit for 2019, all of those things make perfect sense. But business-wise, what I keep coming back to is there are other things that you should have been doing and could have been doing that don't make sense. And I know Griffin's contract is restructured and he's going to make less, but come on, this was a very simple move. You did a great job, and now it's time for for you to go find employment elsewhere because we've got guys who can replace you, and we need your cap room. And Adam Thielen is a guy who's not quite as easily replaced in terms of the production and how good he is. I think this was necessary because I think if you're the Vikings and you go into this season and next season without without working on a new deal for Adam Thielen, you are playing a game of Russian roulette that you may not be able to go back on. And I know that on the surface, it's very easy to look at Adam Thielen and say, well, he's a Minnesota kid and he's not a guy that would make a lot of noise about, you know, he hasn't made a lot of noise publicly about his contract, but you don't want to take his current silence. You don't want to take that for granted. And I don't think you want to go into a season running the risk of him potentially making a stink about this later on the line, later on down the line, just because he's a local kid and you think that he's not going to make, because I, I think that that notion or that narrative has kind of been thrown out there here and there this off season about, wow, well, Adam Thielen, he's not going to, he's not going to make a whole lot of noise about, said about his contract. He ain't going nowhere. 
Maybe. But but you don't. But the thing of it is, Rami, you don't know that though. I mean, that contract. You just if, don't know that. If he had come back and gone to training camp with with his contract that has now been replaced, it would have been irresponsible. It would have been negligence to himself. That was an awful contract. I'd play that game of chicken if I'm the Vikings. Would you really? Yeah. But then, expl- okay, but explain to me, both of you, explain to me why they're not doing what I'm saying or why they didn't do I what can't. I said. I can't, explain I can't this explain to me. Like, we can, we can split hairs here and say, Rami's right. They shouldn't have done the Thielen contract at this point. But I see why they did. Makes perfect sense. I think it's a good business move mm-hmm. to set a precedent, to uh, re- reward a guy who's still very, very good, who's a key part of your offense. But then somebody... Rick Spielman, Brzezinski, Zimmer, Rami, Manny. Somebody please explain to me why they're not addressing what they should have and why we know we know for a fact that when you, and in Griffin's case, this is 1,000% the problem, when you reward services previously rendered, Everson Griffin was a really good player at one point. Mm-hmm. He is no longer necessarily a key cog of your defense. You're hoping he can be and you like him, but you're throwing sort of a Hail Mary pass here. When you start to do that, which I would say that they're not doing with Thielen, that's when you start to get yourself in severe salary cap problems. Because the the Thielen situation and renegotiation, restructure, extension, whatever you want to call it, it's like almost a complete 180 from Everson Griffin. Because the thought with Everson Griffin is that well, this guy is—he's thirty-one. He might be on the downside of his career now. His best—his best days are probably behind him. Does this make sense to restructure and keep him around? At while it is a reduced cap number from what it would have been, it's still a pretty hefty chunk of change for a guy that you're not sure is ever going to be the same guy that he was once before. Adam Thielen, and and in the case of Everson Griffin, you may be able to replace him it may be a little bit easier to replace him or replace the production that you're going to get out of him. Adam Thielen, I mean, you upset him and he decides he wants to hold out. And I know that the thought is that he wasn't going to do that, but we don't know that for sure. Yeah. How are you going to replace him? How are you going to replace him? I play that game of chicken. I told you I'm willing to play with, that game of chicken with this quarterback though, anywhere. with this quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, cause anywhere. we're, cause the, cause the thing of it is, is we've spent all off season Talking about Kirk Cousins and saying, we got to get this guy more weapons, more talent. Yeah. And now. That's you, exactly what I'm trying you, to do, Manny. You, I need that money to go get but, more talent. No, but you've got more but, talent. But you can't. But you got more cap I understand space. that. I'm, but I yeah. mean moving forward. But the thing. But you That's have fun. to be. But you have to be careful not to alienate the talent that you already well, have. Bill Belichick, don't worry about that. No, but one thing to make That's one one thing to make clear here is if the Cousins thing does not work out, it's short term hurt. It's three years and one is done. Right. So so you're not now. If you had Cousins at twenty nine million for the next seven years, you look, you got problems. I don't think this handcuffs them. I it's think not, this works. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I think sure, this I'm, works. I'm sure it works. And it's this contract is actually part of a trend for the Vikings that's different from a lot of other NFL franchises. We'll talk about that after we talk to Jared Allen, the former... Oh, there's a man who got a contract. Yes, sir. From the Minnesota Vikings LLC. Legendary Vikings defensive end and now curler. He's going to join us next on Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Minnesota sports, this is home. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. 
It got to him. Jared Allen is the reason. Oh, yeah. Who, who didn't know that was going to happen? I think we have a fired-up Minnesota Viking team right now. Here comes Allen. Picked up by Grant. There's the safety. Almost. Instead, the ball comes out. Jared Allen again gets it done for the Vikings. The highlights courtesy of Fox and NBC. This is Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Find this and all our Vikings programming by just searching Score North Vikings wherever you download podcasts. Go get the app. We're available on Spotify or just say, Alexa, open Score North if you want to hear a man who really needs no introduction. But I'll go ahead and introduce him anyway. Had a legendary run as a defensive end here with your Minnesota Vikings. He is Jared Allen. Jared, how are you this afternoon, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing good. And now, now after a legendary career on the football field, you're trying to put together a legendary career on the ice as part of all-pro curling, along with Mark Bulger, Keith Bullock, and Michael Roos. How does a group of former NFL players decide, you know what, we want to be Olympic curlers? Oh, I think they are... I'm going to push them into it, but... uh <laughs> just... He said, I can't, uh, if anybody's heard the story or read it, uh, I'll, I'll make it short, but I basically had a bet with a buddy that I couldn't become an Olympian. And so I chose curling, and I asked the guys if they wanted to, to come along and, uh, and try to make this thing a reality. And so they said yes, and so we dove headfirst into it. And, um, you know, now, now we're having a blast. And, of course, then your competitive nature takes over, and, you know, and then we want to be the best. So Mike and I, we, we, I just laughed about the other day. It was like, it kind of started out as fun we're learning stuff, but then you get in here. Now it's like, you know, we're, doing, we're willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. So <laughs> we've, uh, we've added a, a new skip, you know, a shot caller, who um, his name is uh, Jason Smith. He's a, he's a former 2010 Olympian. So, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to hedge, our, hedge all the odds in our favor and, uh, and getting going. And uh, so now we've got, we got a team of five, and we're grinding, and, you know, we're looking forward to this upcoming season to get some W's. What's the toughest part about going from football to cur- curling, just as far as challenges well, on the sport? Hit anybody in curling? Yeah, you're not allowed to hit anybody. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true, Jared. So, when make, yeah, when you make a bad shot, you can't go and just like punch the opponent in the face. You know, so that's, yeah, that's too bad. That's always a, uh, something you gotta you gotta really focus on. Uh, I think for me, it's, it's I like it because it's challenging from the standpoint of it's a finesse game, right? So. You know, all your all your energy and, and all that me in football that would work in your favor, your adrenaline stuff like that, I really kind of work against you in curling. And so, um, but then there's then there's, and there's just so many components to the uh, the strategical side. It's kind of like it's kind of like chess, right? So, you know, that aspect of it is, is learning you know, the shots and the, and, the, and, the, and the geometry and physics and the, which way you know the rocks are going to roll and balance and drag and all this stuff. And then you know, then, then the physical aspect of of sweeping, right? Yeah. So you know, we we think that's that's we're going to use that to our advantage. We're going to try to become the best sweepers that we can possibly be, you know, with our size and strength, um, being bigger than most on the ice. And so, yeah, I think I think it's it's kind of a cool combination of, you know, controlled aggression as far as you know when, when you're sweeping, you get you get going, and then you got to be able to control that that breathing and, and bring yourself back down to make a finesse shot, um, and, and really harness those emotions. It, it's you know, one one thing from football carries over. You gotta have a short term memory. You, know, you can't you can't let one bad shot compound into two. Uh, but then you get to rotate, right? So then then if you're not the last guy, you, you know you don't always blame it on someone else too. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. But Jared, Jared, so here's the one thing I don't get: a quarterback, really, on your team? 
Like that's the well, one. I, I plan. Yeah. Well, so here's the again. I, I try to think. You know, and I try to just be a big barbarian. I'm thinking. Well, Mark. You know, Mark. He, he called. He's a signal caller his whole career, so he's got to be. Our original plan was to have him be our skip. So I figured he could be down in there. You know, calling shots. We didn't need him for sweeping. I mean, he's got to have finesse and touch. He's a quarterback. Um, so what we didn't realize is the, the strategical part of this game is way way more complicated than you think. And you know, there's no real way to to take someone who's had, you know, 20, 30 years of experience and, you know, like, like most of these guys and, and try to learn that in under a year. So that's where we made the move to, uh, to really kind of, you know, you know, get Jason on board and, and, and really take the strategical side where as we learn and have an experienced guy back there, so we can apply all of our physical stuff. And, uh, but Hey, quarterback got to have soft touch, so I figured why not? <laughs> now, Jared, and we're talking with Jared Allen, of course, former All-Pro defensive end for your Minnesota Vikings, now part of All-Pro curling. You mentioned you have an Olympian on your team. You have an Olympian as a coach, John Benton. When you when you come to these guys with this, are they do they sort of roll their eyes, or are they at all offended? Like, you guys think you could just walk into the world of curling and, and just be Olympians within a year? Or were they were they on board right away? Oh, right on board right away. Uh, you know, so John was on, on board since day one. And I think they appreciate the challenge of it, right? Um, and so I think they, they, you know, once they get to know us, we just lost somebody on like last month. Um, they, they realize that we don't mean it with a disrespect. Every, you know, if you don't set high goals in life, no matter what you're doing, right? Right. Um, and then I feel like you, you're never going to accomplish anything, you know? If, you just, <laughs> if all you're after is low-hanging fruit, then... You know, you're not really going to accomplish stuff in life. So for us, it's, it's about setting a goal that, that is, you know, so, so far up there that you have to, you have to strive. You have to work. It forces you to get outside your comfort zone. It forces you to do whatever it is that needs to get done to get it done. So, uh, yeah, they were on board from day one. And I think, again, I think it's more they, they, they understand the challenge of it. They like it. But also they like the attention it brings to curling. And that's, that's the best thing about curling so far is everybody has been so welcoming and open. Because they do, once you, when you talk to us, you realize we're not just a bunch of arrogant guys thinking that we're better than everybody. We're just trying to challenge ourselves to do something that, you know, really hasn't been done before and uh, and have a good time do it, but take it serious. Because we want to learn the game, the game. We want to learn the sport. We want to bring attention to the sport. And we go out there and, and we, we play our hardest and, you know, we take our lumps, but we don't shy away from it, you know. People have asked us, like, why do you jump in and play the basketball? Why don't you know, work your way up? I was like, the best way to learn how to swim really quick is by throwing yourself in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're either going to drown or you're going to live. That's all there is to it. So, oh. you know, that's kind of the approach we've taken. And, and what it does, it, it shows your glaring weaknesses, right, yeah. as you're getting getting better. But it also lets you know what it takes to be at the top. And and so, you know, we've been uh, we, that's the approach we've taken. We've getting better and better, and we're excited for this, this upcoming season to see how it how it plays out. So what what are, are the steps now uh, towards towards qualifying for the games and where do you see your team being at in relation to where it eventually needs to be if it is going to make the games, Jared? Oh, well, you know what? Again, uh, you know, we got so, you know, obviously that's our long-term goal. For so, you know, our short-term goal for this year is, you know, we got to get you know, we'll get through the summer, kind of a downtime, you know, and then, uh, you know, we'll figure out our, our match schedule. There's you know, a bunch of WTC events. We obviously got to earn enough points. So, you know, I want to be able to qualify for the nationals without having to go through the challenge rounds. So that means we're going to have to play a couple, uh, you know, a couple bigger, bigger kind of events. We're going to have to play swell. So I think that's, that's kind of our next step is, is now, now that we've gotten our feet wet, now that we know what the competition looks like, now that we know all the teams from, you know, the, the short schedule we played last year. Uh, this year we're going to play a full schedule and, and we'll be able to, you know, pick some events where, you know, 
not not I'm not saying that it's more you know it's more intermediate level. Yep. And then we obviously got those big WGC events where we're going to have to go and win and and place that to earn the points we need. So I think that's you know now it's about setting you know short term goals to help accomplish your long term goals. So like I said, I think a great accomplishment for us this next you know starting like September this you know 2019 going into 2020 is is being able to, if we qualify for nationals without having to play in through a challenge round, mm-hmm. then I think, you know, we've, we've made it an incredible goal. And then, you know, after that, you know, heck, why not try to win a world title? Why not try to win a world title? Why not just try to be the best, period? <laughs> so that's, that's, my, that's my focus. I tell you the guys, I was watching, I'm actually watching, you know, the women's the world championships right now. And I think, you know, that's for me. I'm like, you know, there's our goal. There, there's another intermediate goal. Let's, let's push to this. And so... Uh, as I said, I think you know we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but that, that's that's the uh, the short term goal right now is, is to win a couple matches and uh, and get some points and get qualified for nationals. Treat your old sports, sir. How would you fare playing in a league now where if if you were rushing a quarterback? And I was the official. I could judge that seventy eight point eight percent of your of your weight fell on a quarterback, and <laughs> and thus your sack is now taken away, and you are assessed a fifteen uh, yard penalty. Jared Allen, how would you handle that? I'd probably I'd probably be ejected from a lot of games. To be honest with you, I'd probably at some point I just say I'm done. I'm just going to walk off and then probably retire mid game because you know it, it is getting ridiculous. I I saw that. You know, I mean, also. In fairness to the league, that rule has kind of been in place for a while. I lost a sack to uh, Gerard from Jacksonville back when I was in Kansas City because I, you know, I hit him in his gut and drove him into the ground, landing on him, you know, kind of, you know, straight in. And they, you know, they they said you're supposed to shift your weight even back then. But nowadays, it's even it's even more. It's just it's just worse. I mean, you look at it. and I can't remember what game it was like. Maybe it was I watched a Philly game or something, and someone got a sack taken away because of the way they landed on somebody and, you know, accidental head comp, you know, if your hand actually touches the helmet of the quarterback. I mean, there's so many rules to protect the quarterback these days that I don't know that I could handle it. I think it's it's making it hard for guys. Guys are obviously athletes and they'll adjust and they'll make the right moves and I and I get player safety, but at some point I feel like you diminish the game by by trying to make guys control, you know, it's it, the action happens so fast and you're gonna take you're gonna take some of that relentless away from the defenders if, if it's constantly criticized where and how they're hitting people. Jared, talk to me a little bit about your, your thoughts on the uh, Vikings current coach, Mike Zimmer, and he's a defensive guy. And how if, if you ever had a chance to play under Mike Zimmer's defense, how do you think you would have done? I mean, I, I would assume you would have done very well because you were a terrific player, but what do you think it would have been like playing for playing for a coach like Zim? Ah, uh, you know what? I, I, I got nothing but respect for them. I've obviously played against them several times when he was with Cincinnati. Um, you know, and, and I got I got to talk to him briefly when when he was coming in, and I was I was leaving. I was going around free agency, and and you know, trying to see if we could make that that whole thing work out. But um, you know, for me, I, I mean, the only thing I, I don't I, I'm not I was never a rotation guy. That seems to be kind of the the go-to these days is, is you know, the D-line, and that really kind of rotates. I, I was the kind of guy that needed to, needed to play 60, 70, 80 plays because I was, you know, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a boxer, right? I'm just going to wear on you, wear on you, wear on you, and then you're going to make a mistake, and then I'm going to capitalize and, 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 and win. So um, I was never that guy that just come off the bench and, and give me three snaps, and I'm going to have, you know, two tackles in a sack. So <laughs> I was a technician, and I like to be in the flow of the game, and, and there's that rhythm to it. So from that standpoint, I don't know if I would fare well in this whole rotation game these days. Um, I got a little bit of that in, in Carolina, and it was, it was difficult to adjust to. But as far as the way Zimmer's defense plays, I love it. I mean, they're, they're hungry. They're attack-minded. It's a 4-3. 
you know, they, they, they honestly, they, they, it's all kind of predicated off that front seven dominating, um, you know, and, and now they've added a decent back in some areas. And so, you know, those are the kind of, those are the kind of coaches you love playing for. You love playing for guys that, you know, are okay with a, with a 13, seven victory and uh, as a defensive person. So uh, I think, I think we would have got along great. I hear nothing but phenomenal things about them. Um, so from a personality standpoint, it seems like he's my type of guy. Um, as long as he would have let me play 70 snaps a game, we would have gotten along great. <laughs> <laughs> now, one rule change about today's NFL that I think you, you could get down with, Jared, is that they have embraced the celebrations. You had the hog tie celebration when you got sacks yeah. in the NFL. Do you have a do you have a, a celebration in the curling world? Are you allowed to celebrate? Are you allowed to do the hog tie after you you, oh, yeah, you, you, you get the rock in the middle? Yeah you, yeah, you can you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know that's one thing we're gonna bring. I gotta you know you're not really supposed to be like you know, overly trash talking, so I gotta find some nice polite ways to kind of you know get underneath my opponent's skin a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know it's funny because now you see it. I remember I was sitting there, literally, I got called. The treasurer called me into the office. We're getting ready to play Detroit. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, uh, was yeah, I think it was Frazier. And he was like, by the way, we got a call from the league that said, if you put your knee on the ground when you do your celebration, it's a 15 yard penalty. I'm like, wait, what? Yep. I just watched Adrian drop the most knees when he scored a touchdown. Like, what? Why, why, why am I going to single down? Um, but I'm glad they finally embraced that part of it. Although now I feel like it's not, it's, like now I feel like people are trying too hard on celebrations. We're like, you know, uh, Bruce Smith, or I'm sorry, Bruce Neil Smith was the one that told me, he's like, you just got to pick something that is, that is important to you, that, that represents you, and just, and just do it over and over and over, right? That, that's your deal. And so kind of, you know, it was, it was more organic, I feel, back in the day. You know, you had T.O. and, uh, you know, Ocho Cinco. I feel like they were just making things up at the spur of a moment, minus the jacket deal. And so that was, that was fun to watch. Some of these uh, organized celebrations <laughs> are a little too much. I want to see some more just spontaneity and not so rehearsed. Patty cake and stuff? You don't look like that, Jared? Come on, it's a team effort, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but you know, sometimes it's like when guys are like waving thirteen people over. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what they do now. I want to. I really want to see one, maybe two. They should limit it to two people. You hey, know, hey, I, Jared, I if they did that, that, that'd be great. I got a question for for you. I covered you, and this extends back to I believe your first training camp in Mankato. And and th- there was a practice when Brad lined you up at tight end, which I believe you had had some experience at in KC. Why did they never unleash you? Because it, it would actually I, fit, fit in well in today's game perfectly. Why didn't they allow you to play tight end? You you would have been a pain in the butt at that spot. I I was I lobbied for that all the time in Minnesota, and they wouldn't they wouldn't do it. I, I was I mean what more did I have to prove in Kansas City? I was two for two for two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, so I don't know why. And then, if you remember my last game in Minnesota in the Dome against Detroit, they finally put me in a tight end. I was wide open in the back of the end zone, and Castle overthrew me. Oh, no, I forgot <laughs> that. <laughs> no kidding. I remember otherwise, that. Otherwise, I would have been, been three for three with three touchdowns. You were, it was I perfect. Castle, to, the, to this day, oh, to this day, I still see Castle, and I'm like, I just shake my head at him. He's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he would never be on your curling team, though, because that <laughs> – Excluded him right there. That's why he got Bulger instead of Castle, isn't that right? Yeah, unacceptable. (laughs) I talked to to Castle, and we tried to get him on, but he played one more year. So, you know, maybe he'll come out of the late, uh, who knows? (laughs) 2009 NFC title game against the Saints. How much to this day do you think about that game, Jared Allen? 
Yeah, it, it, it stinks. You know, like especially I thought about it most when I finally uh, made it to the Super Bowl with the Panthers, and uh, you know, you're sitting back and, and reminiscing, and that, and that Panthers team was so much like the 2019. I mean, just you know, offensive time from a locker room standpoint, especially it, it, that was it's such an amazing place uh, and feeling. But I remember that 2009 game. I feel like for me that. That's that's one of the saddest. I mean, it was a great great game, great memory. But just because, I mean, when you're in your prime, you know, what I mean, going to the Super Bowl was great. But you know, I was I was retiring after that. I knew I was retiring. You know, I get I was on. We were we had the, we had the big D line rotation. But 2009, our entire team was kind of in their prime, and and that would have been fun to go to the Super Bowl with a team that was firing on all cylinders like that. So. Um, and and really you know and really be a, I put on dominant performance. So that that for me was always kind of one of those you know opportunities lost. Uh, I feel like we had the team, we had the ability, we had the coaches to to win a championship while I was there, and um, and that and it just didn't come to fruition. But uh, yeah, that, that that game, you go back and you watch it, and, and you know you can't, you can't cry over spilled milk, but you you just like you kind of shake your head, as on, even even throughout you know penalties called or not called or whatever, but opportunities in that game that we had and then we squandered. You kind of look back and like, oh, that stinks. That's Jared Allen, the former Vikings defensive end. Follow him on Twitter and track the progress of all pro curling. He's at Jared Allen 69. Jared, we'd like to check in on you again, man, if at all possible, and uh, see how you guys are doing. Best of luck in your mission to make the uh, 2022 Olympics. Absolutely. I appreciate it. You guys have a great one. You Thank too. you. Appreciate it. That ever cross your mind, Jed? Like, I think I could make the Olympics. No, and fill in the blank. Nope, nope. <laughs> nope. And I, but you know what? It surprises me not one bit because that's the thing about people like Jared, who is a who is he looks at things and and he's not like I'd like to be good at that. He's mm-hmm. like, how can I be? How can the I be best? the best in the world? That, that's what separates the common guy like me from a guy like that who's like, yeah, you know what? That looks like fun. And oh, by the way, I'd like to be the best. But as that, opposed to, I just like to, for me, I just like to be decent at golf. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere near as good at it as Jared Allen and that team that he put together. But if they're like, if you said, Rami, you have to pick a sport, gun to your head, pick a sport, you're going to try to go make the Olympics, it would probably be curling, right? Like when you watch Olympic sports, you go, if there's one I can do, there's probably none. But if there's one I can do, that's probably the one, right? And you talk about a guy with a motor. I mean... He was, Judd, you could yeah. attest to this as well as anybody because you covered him while he was here. But, like, that guy was 150 miles an hour yep. every single down. Yep. And it, I would imagine that that mindset, that mentality is transferred over to, uh, translated over to curling as well. That was one of the best trades that the Vikings have ever made. Mm-hmm. That trade, because this was a team that for years and years and years could not find a right end. They could not find a guy to rush. And they went went out and got him, and they gave up a lot, but it was a fantastic trade. Six year contract, and right? That, yep, and, but, and played it out. And that's the that's the trade though that took them from man, this team's pretty good to okay, now they're really good. Mm-hmm. But I but to the point I made to uh, Jared, I never understood for the life of me why Childress lined him up at tight end in training camp in like two thousand and eight, and never I never I don't think did did it again. I forgot that he played it. In that last game against mm-hmm. Detroit, I remember and that, that was play, le- and that was less by then. Yeah, Frazier. That was twenty thirteen. But this guy is a freak athlete. Oh, he yeah. is a freak athlete. And which it surprises me that he wouldn't in like he wouldn't. In, he, he talked about he couldn't play in a rotation the way Zimmer and a lot of coaches do in today's yeah. game. 
for a guy with the motor like that, imagine if you put him in a rotation and he was at or close to to full gas, full steam on every snap that he was out there because you were rotating him and resting him. He wouldn't come out. I th- I know, but I think he could have been that much more. Oh, right, effective. no, but he never you know he I mean? never saw that. And and in, in fact, there, there were times where he would be yelling at less. Because Les, like to, he called, called it the wave, right? We got a wave of guys that replace this wave of guys, and mm-hmm. like Jared would stand there just screaming, <laughs> be like, "He's not going to come out, right?" But yes, you're you're right. He doesn't agree. As great as he was, Jared he doesn't was agree. With you. He could have been that. I think maybe yeah. that much more effective in in a rotation if he would come off the field because his motor always was running at such a high level that. He probably could have used a breather every once in a while and then come back out on the field full steam ahead. Long snapper in college, too, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Oh, he was State. fantastic. Yeah, he in, was in a fact, long sniper, defensive end, pass rusher, all that stuff. Tight end. In fact, mm-hmm. if I have the story correct, he was drafted by the Chiefs as a long snapper. Mm-hmm. And, that and sounds about right. by a fluke of guys being hurt, I think, got a chance to play D end. But when, when Cullen got hurt against Atlanta at some point in time, Jared snapped. And I guess he was just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he but was amazing. To- a total freak. He was amazing. Yep. And uh, all the best to him. When I saw that story on SportsCenter, I, I was instantly rooting for that guy to make the Olympics, that whole team. It's a really cool story, and uh, hopefully they make it, and we'll try and check in on Jared again. I mentioned before we talked with Jared Allen that feeling contract is part of a trend that is unlike what a lot of NFL teams are doing in today's day and age. We'll talk about that next Right after this, it's Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. North Memorial Health has over 400 care providers and more than 6,000 team members that are dedicated to keeping you healthy. North Memorial Health is proud to partner with the Minnesota Vikings as they work to make Minnesota the healthiest in the league. They're more than a team. They're your health family. At North Memorial Health, customers are treated like family. Your health family is more than a tagline. It's a commitment to delivering unmatched customer service. That means a big smile when you walk in the door and making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible. It means asking, what else can we do for you? North Memorial Health will treat you like family in a good way. The people at North Memorial Health will team up with you to help you achieve your best health. Step up your health care game. Find your health family at northmemorial.com slash family. It's Purple Daily on Score North. Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Find all our team-centric shows wherever you download podcasts like this one right here and all our Vikings programming. All you got to do is search Score North Vikings wherever you download podcasts. Coming up at 1 o'clock is the Score North Twins show. The three of us will be right back for that. Same cast of characters, different topic. We'll be talking twins from 1 to 2. And we now have twins programming every day of the week on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com with the additions of Royce on Baseball, the Glenn Perkins Show. You have the Score North Twins Show. You got Five Thoughts with myself, Derek Wetmore, and Manny. You find all those by searching Score North Twins wherever you download podcast or you just uh, go and get that Score North app. What and, more could uh, you want? Five stars, comments, all the good stuff, win things. What more could you ask for, Rami? Well, you could ask for us to be on Spotify. You could ask for us to be on Alexa by just saying, Alexa, open Score North. Which you just did for people right I just there. You just opened, took the fun away. Just opened all your Alexas. 
That sounded a little dirty. Um, <laughs> I was just going to move on from the, it. Uh, the Adam Thielen contract takes him through 2023, Judd. And now, with that contract, he's the Vikings' eighth player under contract through 2022 and fifth player signed through 2023. He joins Anthony Barr, Stephon Diggs, Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter, Linvale Joseph, Eric Hendricks, and Xavier Rhodes as players signed for at least the next four seasons. Okay. Want to play a game with you, Judd? Who will survive? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that took a really, really dark turn. Who will survive? Who's going to make Didn't it? Didn't see that coming. Who's going to make it through Who 2022? Will survive? Thank you. You know what? Let me stop talking. You do that again and give it to me clean. Who will survive? The 2019 Vikings edition here on Purple Daily. Uh, so let, let's start right at the top. Anthony Barr, he just signed... The new contract, let me uh, pull up the details of it for you just to make sure that we have it all right. It was a five-year deal, $67.5 million for a $13.5 million average, and $33 million of that is guaranteed. It takes him through 2024. Will Anthony Barr survive? Judd Zelgad. I will say, well, okay, first of all, I'm going to go with the premise that Mike Zimmer survives, all right? Okay. Because if, if Mike gets fired, it, it's going it to change everything. It's going to change right. the equation. So I'm going to go with the premise that the head coach is still in place through the remainder of the contracts you're talking about. And I'm going to say yes on Anthony Barr. All right. I'm going to say I think that there's a very good chance that if uh, Zim is his coach, that Anthony Barr now will remain through the end of that contract because they got the second extension and that was going to be the big one. Essentially, three of the five years are guaranteed with $33 million. Yeah, I'll say he'll the contract that. is guaranteed, but you say he sticks out the whole five years. How about you? All right. Um, I really don't see him making it past the three year mark. That's a, that's a lot of money for a guy who's going to be at the age that he'll be Maybe at. Right. Yeah. So I, I doubt he makes it the duration of the contract. I think he makes it through the guaranteed years, and then the Vikings start counting Thank pennies you very much. We'll and, see you and later. wondering if he's necessarily worth it. Man, do you think Anthony Barr makes it through the duration of that whole contract? Oh, I think to judge, I think it's going to depend on if Mike Zimmer is there or not. Hmm. I really think it's going to depend on how long Mike if, – if, yeah. if Mike Zimmer is the coach the five years here from is now. becoming huge. Yeah. If Mike Zimmer's the coach five years from now, yep. I'm, I would bet some good money that Anthony Barr is still here. Next up, Stefan Diggs. He has a contract, a five-year deal that he signed through the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. It's a $72 million deal. Averages almost $14.5, million of that guaranteed. Does he make it? I think he does. Five, think so five more years? Still only 25 years old. you yes. got to think he'll yeah. still be very productive Unless throughout the entire contract. And yep. as as wide receiver contracts continue to escalate and guys hit free agency and make bigger and bigger money, this is going to look like more and more of a bargain if Stephon Diggs can continue to perform at the level that he's performed at. So that's, I agree. Uh, we're, I all agree in, yep. we're all in agreement on that. Yes, uh, Everson Griffin. Nope. <laughs> nope. Surprised he's still here, and I don't think it's going to be a long stay. So I knew that would be a There's quick plenty one. of guys I've got on your list now who are coming up who I don't think we'll get through. I knew the that would be a quick contracts. one. That's a four-year, $58 nope. million deal. Or actually, this must be the old details of his contract, because he just renegotiated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so, you're still in the ballpark. All right, yeah, and no, even even with the new deal, we're all still saying no, right? He's, he's been a hell of a player. I tip my hat to him, but I don't think so. No. All right, uh, Daniil Hunter, he just signed this deal oh, last offseason, didn't he? That's a great contract. And this is a bargain. That's a massive yes. In fact, in fact, I think there's a better chance that they eventually have to again tear up a contract and give him a new one. 
then then he does not survive this contract. So I think he not only survives, I think he gets extended. It's a bargain. He's young. He is a great find. So yes, he's he's here. Twenty four years old. I can't believe he's still only twenty four years he'll old. Be, That's he'll be twenty five in October. Say. Yeah, that is insane. Mm-hmm. And again, just like Stephon Diggs, it's a it's a bargain now. As more and more defensive ends hit the market, he's going to get a new contract, and that market escalates. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be vastly underpaid, and I would imagine unless. He's just the most team-friendly guy in the world. At some yeah. point, his agent, like Judd said, is going to come to the Vikings and say, my guy's not really being paid enough. Absolutely. Uh, Linvale Joseph is signed through, let me make sure I have this right. Uh, Joseph is, where is Linvale Joseph? Oh, there he is. It's a four-year deal signed through 2023, $50 million total. Uh, almost or just over twelve and a half million dollars per year, guaranteed thirty one and a half million dollars. So almost three of the four years are basically guaranteed for Linville Joseph. It expires after the twenty twenty three season. What's his age right now? He is thirty years old. He'll be thirty one in October. And it goes through when? Twenty twenty three. It expires in twenty twenty three, excuse me. Sometimes you, you can see guys that play that position that can play into their mid thirties and still yeah. be pretty effective. I'm but I'm say, not sure. I'm, I'm not sure say, he'll make it through. I'll say yes. Think so? I'll say yes. Yeah, because he'll be Zim loves him again. He's a still a, a very productive player. Man, he's right in that those guys could survive for uh, a while still playing at a pretty because Pat good Williams, pace, Pat Williams was 35, 36, and right? Kevin, and still really good. Kevin was as well, right? Yeah. Before he left. So, yes, I will say that Linval Joseph survives. Essentially, three of the four years are guaranteed, so they could they could probably get out of the fourth year without much of a cap hit, and he'll be 33 at that point. You think that they're going to pay $14 million for a season of a 33-year-old defensive tackle? I think it's touch and go. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's a chance. All right. Uh, let's keep it moving. So you're saying no? I don't think they would. Okay. I mean... Eric, Eric it's Hendricks. Uh, let's no, see. No, no, see you later. Bye. No. <laughs> Five years. Yeah, no. $50 million, Half of that is guaranteed. He averages $10 million a year, and it expires in 2024. That's actually not a lot of money for it's that a good, guy. It's a good contract, but we saw a definite and inexplicable to a certain degree drop-off in play in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that, that with the position he plays eminently, replaceable, he's not bar, he does not make it. I think it's going to depend on if he has a bounce back year in 2019, then I can maybe buy that he'd be around longer. But to Judd's point, if if 2018 is a sign of things to come, and sometimes I can't believe I'm saying this about a 27-year-old middle linebacker, but if 2018 was kind of a sign of him just being, hey, he's pretty good, but, you know, not great, then, yeah, I, I find it hard to believe that he'll make that contract. Yeah, I doubt it. I would doubt it. Also, even though it's a it's a pretty it's a it's actually a very affordable contract. Like I said, fifty million dollars over over five years gets ten million a year. Half of that is guaranteed, so you can probably get out of it after the second or third year without yeah. much of a cap hit. They probably would, unless you see a major uptick in his play. And really, all it would take is if you find somebody in the draft that looks as good as he is right. or not or if you know if not better right it'll be really easy to cut bait linebackers you can find them mm-hmm. and lastly is Xavier Rhodes who signed through 2023 it's a 5 year deal 70 million averages 14 million per year 32.8 million guaranteed mm. i believe it's after this next 
upcoming year with Xavier Rhodes that you can get out of it without a cap hit. So there's there's two years on the back that are that are not guaranteed for him. So 2020 would be the year you could get out of it, or 2021 is the year you can get out of it. Pulling up the details Not right a chance. Now. He's, no. not, he's, he's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. No way does he make it. You've got guys that you, you can develop. That's a position when you start to age, which Rhodes is starting to do right now. Your play definitely takes a step back, and you begin to regress. Xavier Rhodes has as much chance of playing cornerback long-term for the Vikings as I do. If you cut him after 2019, there would be almost $7 million in dead cap money. Uh, If you cut him after 2020... There would be just over two million dollars in dead cap money. Yeah. So after twenty twenty, congratulations! You just eight. found it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just found what that they're they're not going to. So it makes no sense to cut him after twenty nineteen, but it makes perfect sense to cut him after twenty twenty. Right. So he he'll he'll be gone then. Like at his age, he's already banged up a ton. It makes yeah. no it makes no sense to to hypothesize that he's going to be here after. 2020, especially if Mike stays here, because as much as Zim might love this kid, the reality is, what's he really good at? Developing cornerbacks. You know what I just realized? We missed a major opportunity here, guys, because I'm not a Game of Thrones guy, but even not being a Game of Thrones guy, I know that we could have turned this into some kind of Game of Thrones themed you know what? segment. <laughs> I would like, like to tell you right now, heads off I, like, I love you. One on the throne. I love you like, for not doing that. <laughs> I want to, Rami Maglov, I'd like to thank you right now. Not only is your posture improved by leaps and bounds, but thank you so much for not turning this last segment into some convoluted Every, Game of Thrones. If I never hear about it again, it'll be too soon. Every NS, show I've watched, sports-related or not, for like seven days has had a, a Game of Thrones-related segment, at least one. As as somebody who loves that show, yeah. but is also ready for it, ready for this to be the last season, yeah. I'm kind of glad we didn't go that route either. All right. Then good. Way I don't know go, if the Ronnie. listeners feel the Let's same way. Let's do a twin show now. My co-hosts are happy. That's what exactly Let's what we're going to do. Let's do a Game of Thrones, Thrones twin show. This the bullpen, who goes? This has been Purple Daily. If you missed any of it, search Score North Vikings, wherever you download podcasts. Interesting. No way. You've got to be kidding me. Give us a year. We'll give you an incident. 93. Norm Green is moving the Minnesota North Stars to Dallas. 98. And Anderson hasn't missed in two years. 2010. Bar sprints to What's ahead? You'll hear it here. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real 
you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.